for breaking news. U.S. news, world news, everything. And where news breaks. we got breaking news happening this morning. You don't want to turn away from us at all. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. We have a suspect in his 30s under arrest and charged with capital murder after six were killed. Two police officers injured in Austin and San Antonio. A couple in their 50s, we are told, was uh, shot and killed in a very small room at a very nice house on the east side over in Kirby. And then the suspect allegedly drove to Austin, shot a police officer up there, and others as well. More details as we they become available. We'll get them to you. Another big debate with the uh, Republicans tonight. Chris Christie, uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. They're the ones who are going to be on the stage tonight. That's going to be on NBC if you want to check it out. What a fiery day yesterday on Capitol Hill. You had the FBI director up there who was testifying about FBI stuff. You also had the uh, folks from uh, several big universities in the country talking about how anti-Semitism is running amok on universities across America, and they're not really doing anything about it because it's not considered harassment or bullying, and you could hear that as well. And in the discussions that were happening yesterday with the FBI director, Christopher Wray, he did talk about how uh, the terror threats are elevated now to an all-time high. It has never been this high. He's never seen it this high. I've never seen a time where all the threats, or so many of the threats, are all elevated, all at exactly the same time. And uh, Senator Graham asked him, so blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking lit, red before 9-11. Would you say there's multiple blinking red lights out there right now? He said, I see blink- blinking red lights everywhere. Then Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri, one of the best that we have in America, asked him specifically about this memo that came out earlier in the year from the FBI that they were surveilling Catholics and that the FBI was saying that uh, traditional Catholics, you know, from the uh, traditional side of the Catholic Church, well, they are probably white supremacists and terrorists, and we need to stay on top of the Catholics in America. Do you think Catholics are radical traditionalists who should, should be followed and tagged by the FBI? Do you think Catholics are a threat to the United States. We have a border that's wide open. We have approximately 27,000 young Chinese men who have come across the border. In fact, that's all that's coming across the border right now. Here's a report yesterday, and this is uh, uh, Bill Majulin from, uh, from, from Fox News, and let's go ahead and run this. Cut number five. Here in Lukeville, we are quite literally in the middle of nowhere, two and a half hours to the closest major city. Thousands are crossing here illegally every day, and the situation is completely unsustainable. We'll step out, give you a look at the scene here. This is a mass of hundreds upon hundreds of people who have crossed the border illegally and are camped out here at the border wall, waiting to be apprehended by Border Patrol. You'll quickly notice these are all single adult Man, there is not a single woman or child in this group you're looking at. And these guys are coming in from all over the world. Large amounts of African men from Senegal, from Guinea, from Mauritania, from Egypt, others from the Middle East, others from Asia. This is Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector, which just had 17,500 illegal crossings last week alone. That is the highest weekly total ever recorded. 
17,000 in that one sector in one week. 17,000 young, strong men coming across the border from places like China, Africa, uh, Afghanistan, and all these other countries. And yet, the FBI writes a memo that says, and this came from the Richmond field office, but there were other offices that were involved, including Los Angeles and others, which directly says to us that Christopher Ray, the FBI director, perjured himself when asked about this earlier this year because he said it came from one office. But multiple FBI offices were involved in these memos that were flying about as they were looking to go after traditional Catholics in America. Radical, traditionalist, Catholic ideology, said the memo certainly presents some new mitigation opportunities. They were so excited about being able to go after and spy on Catholics. While we have young military-age men streaming across our border, 17,000 one week in one sector in Arizona, and the FBI is going to your church, and the FBI is asking your priest and choir director, to point out all these white supremacist Catholics that are here in this congregation because they're radical terrorists. Josh Hawley, in cut number three, questioned the FBI director about this yesterday. How many other parishes around the country have priests or choir directors been approached? By the way, are, are Catholic choirs now, are, are, they, are they breeding grounds for domestic terrorism? Is this, is this your latest theory? How many other parishes have FBI agents approached priests and choir directors to ask about parishioners? Look, Senator, we do not and will not conduct investigations based on anybody's exercise of their constitutionally You have religion. done so, and your memo explicitly sure. asks for it. Oh, your memo labels traditional Catholics as racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists in need of investigation. You have a list of churches, a list in the memo. You've repeatedly said we don't target churches, we don't list churches. They're listed in the memo. So how many other parishes have you gone to to talk to choir directors, for heaven's sake? As I've said, know the answer to that question. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer to that question. No, he doesn't know the answer to that question, and he continued to deflect. We don't look into people's religion in their religious background. That's not what we do. No, of course, that's exactly what they did and what they continue to do. Let's go to cut number four, because Josh Hawley, Senator Hawley, asked the FBI director, what have you done about this? But I can tell you that we don't investigate people for their exercise of their constantly protected, constitutionally protected religious expression. I, I that particular can't... intelligence product is something that as soon as I saw it, I was aghast. I had it withdrawn. Really, you were aghast. I was. And, oh, really? Yes, and what sir. have you done about it? Did you fire the people who wrote it? No, I had it withdrawn. Have you fired anybody involved in it? Senator, if you would give me a chance to answer That's a your yes question. or a no. It's not hard. Have you fired anyone involved in the writing of that outrageous memo about which, frankly, you've repeatedly misled the public? Yes or no? The individuals involved have in that product fired were anyone? not, just a minute, were not found to have engaged in any intentional or bad faith conduct. And in fact, in fact, Senator, 
a number of the individuals the involved no. a number of the individuals involved in writing that product in the Richmond office were themselves Catholics. So the notion oh, I see. that so they were targeting they, their own oh, faith oh, so they is not a jail free card. I see. I they, see. So you're immune and they're that. immune. So we shouldn't ask questions about it. You haven't done a darn thing. You haven't fired anybody. No, he has not fired anybody for spying on Catholics in America, setting up just like they did with the parents. When the parents were going to the school board meetings and they set them up as these radical terrorists that are turning loose in America. And now they're saying that about Catholics when they're writing their inner office memos at the FBI. Instead of looking at all these people that are coming across the border, and we know that terrorists have come across the border. We know that criminals from prisons around the world have come across the border. Even his own testimony, five minutes before this exchange, his own testimony said, we have the highest threat level I've ever seen in my life. And yet, and yet, they are going after Catholics. Why? Because this entire administration, in fact, the sewer that is Washington, D.C., it's not a swamp, it's a sewer. The sewer that is Washington, D.C., is all about getting you. If you are a traditional American, if you believe in red, white, and blue, and family values and all of that, you disgust them. And they are weaponized to come after you and to get you. And they are weaponizing the FBI, the CIA, and we can go on and on, the IRS and everybody else, to come after you. And it's not just Catholics. I'd be willing to lay a chicken fried steak lunch on the line that they're looking at Baptists, and they're looking at non-denominational people, and they're looking at assembly of God. They're all across the board violating the First Amendment rights of people in this country by weaponizing this government against them and calling domestic folks God-fearing, family-loving, abortion opponents. <laughs> That'll tell you something right there as domestic terrorists. That's what your FBI is doing. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Are lab-grown diamonds ecologically friendly? One. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Boy, finally, I was wondering if we're going to play any Christmas music this year. <laughs> so good. It's Merry Christmas time. Well, let me give you some numbers. In 2022 and 2023, we had 6,386 Afghans, 3,153 Egyptians, 659 Iranians, 538 Syrians, 12,605 Russians, and 26,113 Young Chinese men, when I say young men, I mean of army, military age, plus the Godaways. But we don't know how many of who, right? 
overwhelmingly the numbers favor the Chinese, young Chinese men who have been coming into the United States. And now, as I told you yesterday, Dick Durbin, the Democrat senator, is making a move right now for a law that would put all of these illegal immigrants in our military. And then once they serve the time in our military, all these illegal immigrants, once they serve their time, then they would get all the rights of a citizen of the United States. The doors have been wide open. Christopher Wray, the FBI director, says he's never seen the threat level this high before in his life. How long has he been at the uh, FBI? 25, 30 years? I mean, he, he didn't step in there yesterday and become the director. He's been at the FBI a long time. Never seen it this high. And yet we've got to focus on traditional families and Catholics because they're the real bad people in this country. We've got to erase them and get rid of them while we're allowing the terrorists just to walk on in to our country so they can kill people here in America. I hope you're prepared. I hope you're ready. As Donald Trump said last night in the town hall, it's coming. It's going to happen. He's surprised that it didn't happen yet. Meanwhile, Joe Biden said yesterday that, you know, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not real sure I would be running either. <laughs> you know, I've never seen a president with a lighter schedule. Most of the stuff that he's doing now is ceremonial. Right? Monday... He had nothing on his schedule. Yesterday, he went to a campaign event in Boston so he could be there with James Taylor and raise money with all the old hippies. And they call an early day, a lid, on every day. He doesn't get up until about 9.30. And then he comes downstairs after he has breakfast. He signs whatever they put in front of him. And then typically, on a typical day, he goes to bed at that point. Calls the lid. The events at the White House, thinly disguised campaign efforts. And, of course, there is no access to him. They limit the access to him. At the fundraiser in Boston yesterday, he said, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running. We cannot let him win. Because, supposedly, Trump is going to be this dictator, and he's going to take people down, and he's going to go after people and all that. In other words, Trump is going to do, according to Joe Biden, Trump is going to do exactly what this administration is doing. They raided Donald Trump's house. They have gone after him for a prison sentence that could put him away for a thousand years. A thousand years. Again, this is not about anything he wants to do for the American people. It's about how to beat Trump. And Biden is losing all support from all the groups that he has to have to be able to do it. In fact, most uh, voters, according to all the polls, and the latest came out last night from McLaughlin and Associates, most Americans, 8 in 10, 80%, say they have been impacted by Joe Biden's economy and inflation in a negative way. That includes, by the way, 61% of independents and 21% of Democrats, too. His net approval has not been positive in well over a year. And a new report on Bidenomics last night says that 401ks are down 25%. Pension plans are down 12% as a result of his inflation, where consumer prices are up 17%. Gas prices are up 35.5%. Credit card debt is up 40%. 30-year mortgages 
are up 4.5%, and real hourly wages are down 3%. And 60% of workers say income is not keeping up with Joe Biden's inflation. And those who got a raise said pay is losing ground to inflation. That's according to a bank rate study that came out last night. So they think that this guy's got a royal chance at beating somebody who actually delivered on a fantastic economy for us, who actually had our wages going up, who actually had inflation at 2% or less, who actually had uh, the, the uh, interest rates at a place where we could afford to borrow money and buy homes and do the things that we wanted to do. And all of that is gone, and it's gone intentionally, by the way. It's not just happenstance. It was done intentionally to attack the middle class here in America. And that means everybody. It doesn't matter what your little letter is you put behind your name. R, D, I, I don't care. And it doesn't matter what your skin color is. White, black, red, brown, pink, purple. It doesn't matter. Whatever your skin color is, everybody is being affected by this economy that was put into place on purpose to destroy the middle class in America. And they think that Joe Biden, who can't walk, he can't talk, and who has brought this upon all of us, that he's going to be able to beat Donald Trump, a man who brought prosperity to this country like we have not seen in many, many decades. And all that tells me is, you betcha, they're going to try to cheat again because that's the only way that Joe Biden beats Donald Trump. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Trey Ware here. You know one of the really gratifying... Good morning, Angel. <laughs> 5.36 now. KTSA. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer it's the most wonderful time of the year. Indeed it is. Well, there's a lot going on in our world. A lot of stuff that's not too good that's going on in our world. A lot of stuff that's hateful and terrible that's going on in our world. And right here in the United States of America. The spirit of Hitler is alive and well. The anti-Semites are on college campuses across this country and in other places as well. Marching in the streets of America, yelling, death to the Jews. Kill all the Jews. This is nothing that the world has, the world hasn't seen this in our lifetime. It has not. Unless you were alive in the 1930s in Germany, you have not seen this time of this type of activity. And it's happening right here in the United States. They're carrying the flag of the Palestinians. By the way, I heard this come up yesterday, and I, I, I want to clear up what a Palestinian is, what Hamas is, what Israel is. Now, that land, that little bitty stretch of land that we call Israel today, that was deeded by God to the Hebrews, and much more than what we call Israel today was deeded by God to the Hebrews the modern-day Israelis, the Jews. 
And it encompassed most of that area over there. You want to talk about uh, parts of Turkey and Syria and over to what we now call Jordan and on back down all the way to Egypt, where Egypt is. All of that was deeded by God. It's very specific in the Bible what the boundaries of Israel, what they're supposed to be. But when they were taken into captivity in a couple of times, then their land was attacked and more of their land was taken from them until they didn't have a homeland at all. The diaspora put them all around the world. And then, of course, Hitler came about, tried to kill them all. Now, for years and years, centuries, that area was controlled by the Ottoman Empire and the Turks. Then the British imperialists came in and they took it over. And after Hitler did his thing, they gave that land to Israel, and they were very specific about where it was. Well, then Israel was, and in 1948, the Jewish state was born. In 1967, they were attacked. They won. And then a few years later, they were attacked again, and they won. Now, just to be clear, there is no Palestinian people, okay? That, that, that does, that, that's a misnomer. That's, that's something that was laid on people. The Philistines were around during the time of Judea, which goes back to biblical times. That's where the Romans got the name Palestine. The Romans named it that to spite the Jews. They named that land, that region there, Palestine, to spite the Jews. That's exactly what Rome did. And then the people were supposed to be like Palestinian people, but they're Arabs. And they are Arabs that the other Arab countries around there, whether you want to talk about Turkey or Syria or primarily Jordan, on down to uh, modern-day Iraq and Iran and over to Egypt, they don't want the, quote, Palestinians. And the reason that they did what they did and how they did it is for the eradication of Israel to kill off the Jews. That's why you've got the West Bank. That's why you've got the Gaza. They intentionally put these folks in there. They called them Palestinians, and they intentionally put them in the West Bank and down into Gaza so that they could one day push out the Jews into the Mediterranean. That's always been their dream. So when you support the Palestinian terrorists, and that's what Hamas is. Hamas equals Palestinian terrorists. The Palestinian people voted for Hamas to be in charge of Gaza. The Palestinian terrorists, known as Hamas. That's the correct and proper way to say it. When you're supporting them, you're supporting the killing of Jews. When you march in the street or when you go to college campuses and you support the Palestinian terrorists and what they're doing right now, you are supporting the killing of Jews. Now, Jewish students spoke at the U.S. Capitol about anti-Semitism. NYU, UPenn, MIT, and others. Stories yesterday of students and staff calling them names such as stinking Jew, you deserve to die. College campuses in the U.S., students and faculty, professors and others, saying to Jewish students, you're a stinking Jew and you deserve to die. Don't explain to me how that's not straight out of the mouth of Adolf Hitler and all of his henchmen. 
And they have suffered physical assault as well. So yesterday, the presidents of Harvard, UPenn, MIT, they testified before Congress, and Elise Stefanik from New York asked them, okay, so what constitutes harassment and bullying? Now, this is a long piece. Won't play at all, but I want you to get the context of what, how this went. Go ahead, Jimmy. Does M- at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals, not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your testimony that you will not answer yes? If it... uh, is if the yes speech or no. becomes if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. All right, yes. conduct. So means- there is no other group that you could go about on a college campus in America today and shout, "You're a stinking Jew! You need to die! All Jews need to die! The genocide of Jews!" You can't do that with any other group. Imagine, imagine on a college campus, all black people calling for the genocide of all black people. Can you imagine what would be happening? Or take any other group and insert where she was asking the question about Jews. And you know exactly what the response would be. It would be unequivocal. But you heard them tap dance around this. They will not call it harassment. They will not call it bullying. They will not call it anything other than, well, it's a context. You heard it. And that's why... In the Wall Street Journal, John Ellis, Professor Emeritus of German Literature at UC Santa Cruz, probably knows a little bit about German culture, wouldn't you think? Says that higher education has become a threat to America. And I've been saying this for 30 years, that higher education in this country, and is now seeped down into K-12, through by the way, is a huge threat to this country. Why? Because it's not about education, it's about indoctrination. In left-wing policies that are anti-American policies, that are anti-family policies, and that are anti-Jewish and anti-Israel policies. Ellis said, our college campuses have been taken over by radical left-wing ideologues who are obsessed with social justice and other progressive political concepts that our actual education has suffered as a result. Amen. 100% right. He said the problem is going to get worse. 
unless we as Americans wake up and see this threat for what it is and demand that Congress cut funding for these education places. These, these places are supposed to educate, but they're indoctrinating right now. That we have a, a range of formidable calamities here. Crime out of control, borders in chaos by design, children who are poor, poorly educated while sexualized and politicized against parental uh, opposition, unconstitutional censorship, a press that does government PR rather than oversight, institutions and corporations debased in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and so much more. And then, of course, an outbreak of virulent anti-Semitism that's happening on college campuses. And what it's going to take are people like billionaire Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman is a, a graduate of, uh, of Harvard. And Bill Ackman gave $26 million out of his back pocket to Harvard a couple of years ago. And now he's saying he's going to cut off that money, and he is demanding that the president of Harvard resign after that terrible testimony that you just heard in front of Congress yesterday. And that's what it's going to take. The American people, the people who believe in America as it was designed to be a free republic, we must start to reassert ourselves on college campuses. We must take over the professorships and become professors. We must take over the media and be able to run the media. This has to happen in this country because... Every minute, every day that these people are in control of these institutions across the country, every minute, every day that they're in control, they are destroying this country, and they are the biggest threat to this country. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This holiday season, give the gift of pure, clean Online. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Boy, it was a very busy day on Capitol Hill yesterday. It was uh, out of control. It was nuts with everything that was going on up there uh, from the uh, the presidents of these various universities I just told you about who were ducking and uh, and really, you know, obfuscating uh, the question on whether or not calling for the death of Jews is, uh, you know, is that harassment? Are you bullying Jews when you're doing that on college campus too? The Jewish people who were there testifying that they have been physically assaulted on college campuses and been told by faculty, staff, professors, and other students, you're a stinking Jew, you need to die. This is what we're talking about. This is, this is what's happening in our country. We need to wake up. The other testimony that was going on in Capitol Hill yesterday had, was all about you know trans dudes, which... Trans doesn't exist. You can't. You cannot be the the opposite sex. You are what you were born as, and you forever will be that. Cosmetically, you can alter your body. You can call yourself. You know. You can call yourself an ape. It doesn't make you a big furry dude. <laughs> you can call yourself a bird. Doesn't make you a, a flying creature. Maybe you should try it. Go up on a second story and see if it, how that works for you. So yesterday, Riley Gaines, NCAA swimming legend Riley Gaines, who had to look at Leah Thomas's penis over and over again at swim meets because I'm a girl. No, you're not. You're a guy. No, you're not. And I told you earlier this week about the two dudes who were in a cycle race, bicycle race, in Illinois, took first and second place. Now, I'm kind of wondering when this country is going to get sick and tired 
of our girls having their lives destroyed by these little namby-pamby, weak-kneed wussies who can't compete against men, so they decide, I'll wear the girls' clothes and I'll compete against the girls, and then maybe I'll win. And so yesterday, it was great to see the testimony and the reaction from the Democrats because they did everything they could, the Democrats did, to give cover for the trans in this country who are destroying women's sports, absolutely destroying it. And to them, it's okay if girls get hurt. I mean, have you seen some of the damage that has been done to these girls, some of the injuries these girls have suffered? It's incredible. Volleyball girl knocked out the other day. She's got a brain injury. By a dude playing volleyball in the girls' uh, section, in the girls' games. And this goes on and on. You had that UFC fighter that was almost killed, had her face shattered by a dude fighting in the girls' realm. So AOC and all of her stupidity, in all of her stupidity, which I'm glad she speaks because it just shows how stupid she really is, said that all girls will face genital examinations if biological men are barred from female sports, that they're going to have to check all of the girls to make sure they truly are girls. Have you ever heard anything more ridiculous, as I said, stupid, in all of your life? Remember, she can't figure out how her garbage disposal works, much less the difference between a boy and a girl. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. For the ones who get it done, the most important part in this group you're looking at and these guys are coming in from all over the world large amounts of african men from senegal from guinea from mauritania from egypt others from the middle east others from asia this is border patrol's tucson arizona sector which just had 17,500 illegal crossings last week alone that is the highest weekly total ever recorded 17,000 in one week, in one sector of young military-aged men, in 2022 and 2023 fiscal year, 6,386 Afghans, 3,153 Egyptians, 659 Iranians, 538 Syrians, 12,605 Russians, 26,113 Chinese of young men who are of military age coming across our border. Let's go to Sheriff Mark Daniels, who is in that part of the country. He's in Arizona. In fact, uh, two hours from Tucson covers Bisbee and Douglas and Sierra and Vista, Wilcox and Benson, and he's joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. You guys are being overrun just like we have been overrun in the state of Texas, right, Sheriff? Uh, good morning, Trey, and that's exactly right. Absolutely. It's We've dealt with over the last three years uh, gotaways. These are the people that come that don't want to be detected that we deal with, which has brought about a 44% increase in our activity here at the sheriff's office over the last three years. But now we're saddled with the give-ups, too. So it's a real challenge. It's an absolute failure by this administration. 
Um, you know, we've had the uh, borne the brunt of a lot of this here in the state of Texas until Operation Lone Star began by our governor, which include uh, the wire that the Border Patrol has gone and, and cut to let people get in. It includes those buoys that are floating out there, which this government, uh, this administration, has been fighting the state of Texas to remove that. It includes National Guard members who are down there and helping and supporting the uh, it looks like the processing, really. And, and and really, Sheriff, isn't that what we're looking at here? We're looking at an administration that is trying to get as many people in here as possible, and, and the border has just become a processing center. That's exactly right. And what's buried in that is public safety and national security, because nobody's talking in Washington, D.C. about that. And, Trey, I had a meeting along with other sheriffs. Sheriffs have been the frontline voice of this problem throughout Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and national sheriffs. But we had a meeting with the White House, Tom Perez, here. Well, we can go Monday, and we addressed our frustrations. What he told us says it all. What he said to us was that there's an apple tree that has apples on it. The apples aren't being picked because there's not the labor force to do it, and the apples are rotten on the tree. That says it all. Besides anything President Trump did, I'm going to do just the opposite. And the bottom line is, as a result, this country has become so vulnerable, like as Director Ray says from the FBI. America needs to stand up and unite on this because right now our country is being surged, invaded, crisis, chaotic, however you want to look at at our borders. You know, when I, you heard the opening and the, and the numbers that I threw out there concerning young men who are lined up and coming into this country, and they are of military age. I'm very concerned not only that we know that terrorists have come across, people on the terrorist watch list, we know people who have been released from prisons from various countries that were told if you just go to America, when, then, then you can get out of the prison. We know that prisoners and bad guys have come in. We, we have seen the harm and the damage, the murders, the rapes, and things like that that have escalated with these people coming here. Uh, but what's really frightening now is the fact that we have these wars that are happening around the world and we are no longer insulated. We are not isolated like we were at one point. We are wide open now to attack, and we have an administration right now who could care less about that. Either A, they could care less, right, or B, which is far worse, and I hope is not the case, they're waiting for people to come in here to do something, men of military age. But that's primarily what we're seeing at the border right now. In either instance... It puts all of us in this country at risk. Absolutely, Trey. And this is what's amazing. President Biden has does not engage, does not prioritize the southwest border, any of our borders. Vice President Harris, the borders are, is she has no interest in securing this border. And Secretary Mayorkas, who the sheriffs in this country have a vote of no confidence against, has not either. All he does is give the words, the borders effectively secured. Think about this just for a minute in my sector of the state, the Tucson sector of Arizona and the border. We closed a legal port of entry that people come across daily for economic reasons, pleasurable reasons. We closed that to address illegal crossings and award and reward them once they come across. We have people, thousands, standing in line right now with no border patrol even around waiting for border patrol to find them, just standing in line. And we've done nothing to make that better. We have no security on our border right now. It's incredible. There is no border. I mean, it's just plain and simple. There is no border. And what's really frightening about some of this that's going on as well, Director Klein from the Federal Protection Service 
just testified last week before Congress under oath that they have removed their officers from various monuments and federal buildings. They are the Federal Protection Police Force. They put them on the border, and what they have them doing, they're glorified Uber drivers. They're taking illegal immigrants to the hospital and doctor's appointments. They're driving them so Border Patrol can go back to what they were doing initially, which was processing, doing the paperwork for all these people. At the same time, the director of the Air Marshals Service, she also testified under oath, the Air Marshals have been taken out of airplanes for the same purpose, to be taken down to the border to do the processing, to get as many people in here as they possibly can right now. And that leaves us extremely vulnerable. While we have bad guys that we know of coming across the border and young military men, we are leaving our airplanes, our monuments, and our federal buildings very vulnerable to some kind of an attack. Well, when you replace public safety with political safety, yes. that's what it is. This is political safety. Yes. We have the results. I continue to say this. Our CBP, Customs and Border Patrol, infrastructure is fractured. It is gone. There were 13 aerostats on the southwest border when this administration took over, down to four. I raised a bunch of heck in my sector to keep ours up right now. There's only four left. And, Trey, what's significant about that is that's a huge, huge uh, camera system in the sky that denotes the gotaways. That's how they count your gotaways. Well, guess what? Get rid of them. Watch your gotaway numbers go down, and, and they'll claim success on that. We got to quit lying. Washington D.C. and Congress have to quit lying to the American people, saying this border border is effectively secured, and make this a priority. Enforce the rule of law, because the law states if you come across the border illegally, you're supposed to be automatically expelled. People are coming across the border not even claiming credible fear of asylum. They're claiming I want a job. Oh, congratulations! Welcome to America. We got to do better than that. Thank you for defending the Constitution. Uh, the nation's sheriffs are the frontline defense of the Constitution of the United States. That's what you're charged with, and that's what you guys do. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of support from a sheriff here in Bear County, but you guys are still doing it, and I can't tell you how much we, as Americans, appreciate the work that you guys are doing, Sheriff. Thank you, Trey, and thanks to all your viewers for supporting, too. We're going to keep this fight up. We're not going to give up hope. Thank you. God bless you. That is Sheriff Mark Daniels, and he's from out in Arizona joining us here on KTSA, and he'll be back on the show, I'm quite sure. Let me go to the phones and talk with Daryl. You're on KTSA. Good morning, Daryl. Yes, sir. Trey, uh, uh, the Obama administration already put generals in place that will order troops to fire on American citizens. All they need now are these non-American young men in our military, and then they'll have complete control and these military age men will not hesitate to fire on american citizens when we finally stand up and protest it is a very scary situation daryl that we are and and as i told you earlier and i've said it for the past couple of days dick durbin very influential and powerful senator in charge of several committees is pushing legislation right now that would take all of the illegal aliens and automatically put them in our military. That means give them, all these young military-aged men that are coming across the border, giving them our own weapons. And I fear that you are correct, Daryl. That is, they would not hesitate to use those weapons against us. It's a very, very, very bad idea to be doing that. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, Trey. Um, you know, I see all these young men coming in, too. Uh, are people aware of what's going on in this world now? I mean, open your eyes. They're causing havoc all around the world so that they're going to be able 
to catch us totally off guard. And it's scaring the hell out of me. Yeah, it's very it's a it's a rough time, John. Thank you very much for your call. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, building a future of wealth, that's something that can be done and can be done in a great way with Lifestyles Unlimited. You've heard them here on KTSA. I in fact I, I was listening to the show on Saturday. They do a, a live show uh, here on Saturday afternoons on KTSA. They really are a tremendous group of real estate investors that have been there and done that and now teaching you how to invest in real estate and where you can retire in five years or less it can happen and they'll show you they can they can lay out a roadmap for you uh, to retire in five years or less i know people personally know people that retired in about two and a half to three years so this is a great program they want to teach you how to invest in real estate how to start making money in real estate and lasting money in real estate as well just log on to their website financialfreedomlivestream.com that's financialfreedomlivestream.com and be sure that you use my name as your promo code because they're going to get you some great discounts there financialfreedomlivestream.com promo code where w-a-r-e clouds and sun around today about 70 for the highs 46 right now ktsa Good one. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop. Hey, are the, are the lights in Windcrest still a deal? That's still something to go see. That's always what we did when we were growing up. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm still going to check it out this year. Add a little, add a little happiness in your world and your life these days. Good morning, John. You're on KTSA. How are you? Here we go. Um, the 82nd Airborne is charged with um, handling domestic disturbances. And I've got a friend whose brother spent a career with the 82nd Airborne, retired, and went civil service with him. We asked him... Uh, years ago, would the 82nd Airborne hesitate to uh, put down Americans? And he said, absolutely not. And now with these new recruits, I guess you could call them legions. Okay. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. You know, uh, w- one of the things that I kind of went through yesterday with this testimony on Capitol Hill of Christopher Ray, the FBI director, was this Catholic memo. Now, at the beginning of the year, They put out a memo, and it was supposed to be quiet, but it was leaked. And it came to light because of whistleblowers, not because of somebody in the FBI went officially and through through their channels. No, they had to have whistleblowers come out. But basically what it was is the FBI has been weaponized against traditional Catholics in America, and they were... They were spying on traditional Catholics. They were interviewing priests and choir directors, et cetera, et cetera, trying to get goods on traditional Catholics in America. Why? Because this administration, headed up by, well, Joe Biden's the face of it, but, you know, Barack Obama's the guy, this administration, with Christopher Wray and all the others, are targeting Americans. Just like they're targeting Donald Trump, they're targeting other Americans. Just like they called the parents in Virginia, white supremacists and these guys are a domestic terror threat. They now say, according to their own internal memos, they now say that Catholics, traditional Catholics, are a threat to this country. That you guys who are traditional Catholics, and if they're saying this about Catholics, you know they're saying it about Baptists and Assembly of God and non-denominational and everybody else, but they're now saying that you guys are a threat to this country. Not the Chinese young men who are walking across our border every day. 
not the Russian young men who are walking across our border every day. Those aren't a problem. Let's let those guys in. It's the people who are going to Mass and are saying the rosary. The people who are taking of the elements. The people who are worshiping God. Those are the people that our government is now suspecting as terrorists into our country. You see how screwed up these radicals are. They are radicals. Yesterday, Josh Hawley, great senator from Missouri, asked Christopher Ray about it. In cut number three, this is how it went. How many other parishes around the country have priests or choir directors been approached? By the way, are, are Catholic choirs now, are, are, they, are they breeding grounds for domestic terrorism? Is this, is this your latest theory? How many other parishes have FBI agents approached priests and choir directors to ask about parishioners? Look, Senator, we do not and will not conduct investigations based on anybody's exercise of their constitutionally You have religion. done so, and your memo sure. explicitly asks for it. Oh, your memo labels traditional Catholics as racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists in need of investigation. You have a list of churches, a list in the memo. You've repeatedly said we don't target churches, we don't list churches. They're listed in the memo. So how many other parishes have you gone to to talk to choir directors, for heaven's sake? As I've said, so the answer to that question. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, and then he went on to obfuscate, he went on to misdirect, and so on, over and over again. And in cut number four, Josh Hawley, the senator, wants to know what has been done about the people who generated this memo as they were going after and weaponizing the FBI against Catholics. Go but for it. But I can tell you that we don't investigate people for their exercise of their constantly protected, constitutionally protected religious expression. I, I that particular can't. intelligence product is something that as soon as I saw it, I was aghast. I had it withdrawn. Really, you were aghast. I was. And, oh, really? Yes, and what sir. have you done about it? Did you fire the people who wrote it? No, I had it withdrawn. Have you fired anybody involved in it? Senator, if you will give me a chance to answer That's a yes question. or a no. It's not hard. Have you fired anyone involved in the writing of that outrageous memo about which, frankly, you've repeatedly misled the public? Yes or no? The individuals involved have in that product... Have you fired anyone? Not, just a minute. We're not found to have engaged in any intentional or bad faith conduct. And in fact... In fact, Senator... A number of the individuals the involved. No. A number of the individuals involved in writing that product in the Richmond office were themselves Catholics. So the notion oh, I see. that so they were targeting they, their own oh, faith oh, so they is not a jail free card. I see. They, I see. So you're immune and they're that. immune. So we shouldn't ask questions about it. You haven't done a darn thing. You haven't fired anybody. It should be an automatic firing offense if you are weaponizing an organization such as the FBI to spy on people of faith in this country. If you did that to Muslims and it came out, whoa, baby, Barack would be after your head in a heartbeat. You'd be fired like that quick. But because it's Catholics, because it's Christians, it's okay to put a target on their back and go after them. And yet... The border's wide open. The people on the terrorist watch list are coming across the border. We sleep America at our own peril. Quick break, back in just a minute. I'll tell you about foundation support specialists and the guys who know how to take care of foundation problems, particularly in this part of the country. We're more susceptible to it because our various soils that are around here and our weird weather we get coming through here sometimes where it gets really, really hot and then all of a sudden it pours a bunch of rain and washes the soil away from your foundation, etc. 
So that's why Foundation Support Specialists offer you a free, no-obligation foundation inspection so that you can find out if there's something going on with your foundation. A lot of times you don't have any idea. You don't know what to look for. I don't, right? Unless it's something that's real obvious, like you see concrete cracking and falling apart, you're just not going to know that. And your friends over at Foundation Support Specialists will send out a highly qualified person who's got all the equipment to be able to test your foundation. And then if you have a problem with your foundation that needs to be fixed, large or small, they'll do that fix for you. They'll guarantee their work in writing for the life of the structure with a transferable warranty. You'll have the peace of mind knowing that your home is resting on a great foundation. When you get in touch with my friends and yours, too, at foundationsupportspecialist.com. Foundationsupportspecialist.com. Are lab-grown diamonds ecologically friendly? They're... Rocking around Christmas tree at Christmas. 6.39 now at KTSA with Trey Ware. Debate tonight with Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy. It's going to be over on NBC if you want to check that out. I wonder if they're going to talk about the border situation. I wonder if they're going to talk about the 27,000 Chinese young men that have come across that we know of. I wonder if they're going to talk about the 15,000 Russian young men that have come across our border that we know of. I wonder if they're going to talk about all the anti-Semitism that is going on all across this country on college campuses, where on college campuses, Jewish students are being told, quote, you're a stinking Jew, you need to die. That's happening on college campuses in the United States as they proudly wear their Palestinian hijab and carry the Palestinian flag. You need to understand what the Palestinians are about. They are about the annihilation of Israel, the eradication of the Jewish people. That, my friends, is the spirit of Hitler. It's alive and well here in the United States. Are any of these people going to be asked this question tonight? It will be interesting to see what Nikki Haley's response will be now that we know that major league Democratic donors have been giving to Nikki Haley's campaign and supporting her. Will she come out and stand for the Jewish people? Will she say something that will show support for the Jewish people and against the anti-Semitism that's happening at MIT and Harvard and University of Pennsylvania? We could go on and list Right here in San Antonio and the surrounding areas here in Texas, how anti-Semitism has been happening on college campuses. By the way, Portland public school teachers have received a 14% pay raise, but, but they, in exchange, had to agree that now they will take a student's race, gender, pronoun preference, gender identity, into account before they discipline a student. So in order to get the 14, so basically what the school districts did in Portland for the teachers there was they said, okay, we'll give you a 14% pay raise, but if somebody's a tranny, if somebody's a guy pretending to be a girl and acts up in the class, you have to take that into account before you discipline them. In other words, don't discipline anybody like that. Don't discipline anybody of a specific races or gender identity. Don't do that. Leave them alone, and you'll get your 14%. Meanwhile, just down the road from there in California, Gavin Newsom bowed to the Palestinian terrorist supporters was supposed to have the 92nd Annual California State Capitol Tree Lighting in Sacramento tonight. You know, that's a really big deal. In states all across the country, and, you know, nationally, federally, we do it. 
put up a Christmas tree. It's a big deal. But Gavin Newsom, that brave soul from that interview and that deal that he did last week with Sean Hannity, um, he has bowed his knee to the the threat of Palestinians showing up, and he said, we're not going to have it. We're not going to do the the raising of the of the Christmas tree here in California. We're not going to do that. We're, we're, we're going to bypass that. We, we, we'll just do it online, but we're, we're, we're not going to do it in person because Palestinian protesters might show up here. You know, I've been telling you for several days now that companies and organizations are canceling the lighting of menorahs that they typically do at the beginning of Hanukkah, which begins at sundown tomorrow night. And that is continuing in our country today. And now you've got Gavin Newsom canceling the Christmas tree event because the Palestinians are going to show up and give them some trouble. Newsom's a nut job anyway. He just signed a new law that goes into effect at the beginning of the year requiring all retailers in California to set up specific gender-neutral sections for children for their clothing and their toys, etc., or they will be fined. And also from our... Bits and pieces this morning. Pretty interesting little tidbit. RFK Jr. admitted yesterday that he had flown on Epstein's Lolita Express at least twice and that his wife had a relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell. I'd like to find out what that relationship was. And RFK Jr., what were you doing on the Lolita Express flying over to the private island? Huh? <laughs> Listen, um, the Tennessee Senator, Marsha Blackburn, sent a letter this week to, and the subpoena to unveil and reveal the manifests of the Lolita Express. Jeffrey Epstein's been dead four years. There's no reason to cover up for this guy anymore. Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison probably for the rest of her life. There's no reason to cover for this pedo anymore. And there is certainly no reason to cover for any other pedos that might have been on that airplane. And it's time for those names to come out. The Democrats, including Dick Durbin, he's leading the, the blocking of this, but the Democrats in the Senate are blocking the release of Jeffrey Epstein's manifest from his airplane, and we should rise up as the American people and call Washington, D.C., and demand that those names be released for the protection of the children and, of course, for justice to be served on those who may have been abusing young girls. All right, quick break, and Chip Roy joins me next. I want to talk about Hicks Carpet One and the great family at Hicks. The Hicks family has been in the flooring business here in San Antonio since 1935. Nobody has a better or longer track record. Nobody knows more about great flooring, and nobody can save you as much money as they do over at Hicks on high-quality custom flooring for your home. And I'm talking about the highest-quality hardwood flooring, and I'm talking about carpet and laminate and tile and luxury vinyl plank and just about anything that you're looking for. They've got a giant showroom that is stuffed full of beautiful flooring options for your home. And at Hicks, they always offer the beautiful guarantee, which means if you don't like your Carpet One flooring for any reason at all, you don't even have to give a reason. <laughs> if you don't like it, they'll come take it out and put down some new flooring for you free of charge. I want you to check it out. HicksCarpetOne.com is where you'll find them. The best in San Antonio. That's HicksCarpetOne.com. Hi, Trey Ware here. 
here for Lifestyles Unlimited. A Anchor hotline. Okay, I, I want you to do something. It's 6.50 now at KTSA. I want you to go over to at ChipRoyTX, at ChipRoyTX on X or formerly Twitter, or online at ChipRoy.com and, si- and sign up and get the, uh, the information that his office sends out because it's really what's happening. Uh, if, if you're watching or listening to ABC or CNN, you're not getting what's happening. Uh, if you're listening to this show, you're getting what's happening. If you're following Chip, you're getting what's happening as well. And he's joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Congressman, it's great to have you back. Well, good morning, Trey. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a lot of concerns about a lot of stuff happening in the country, and and not the least of which is just a couple of hours from where I'm standing right now with our border. Um, we've got these new statistics and this report that came out yesterday on Fox News where they were showing the guys, men, young uh, military-age men who are lined up in this country coming in illegally, 27,000 Chinese in fiscal year 22-23, 12,000 Russians, and on down the list I can go with the numbers of those who have come in that we know about. That that doesn't include those that we don't know about. But it's also very troubling, Chip, when, when I hear the head of the Federal Protection Service, Mr. Klein, Secretary Klein, say that he has taken off the guys that protect our facilities, sent them to the border, and they're being Uber drivers, driving the illegal aliens to you know, doctor's appointments, etc. And the same from the head of the Air Marshal Service. We pulled them off the airplanes, and they're down there to act as glorified processors to get all these people in here. What in the heck can we do about this, Congressman? Well, Trey, first of all, that's all true. Uh, forgive me, my voice is um, a little worse for the wear, yeah. uh, so to speak, um, because uh, we've I've had multiple things going on yesterday. Spoke all day, had a hearing, was speaking on the floor on this issue, um, in particular, on multiple issues. But but the key here right now is Republicans in the House. We've done our job. We've passed good legislation that would force change, but none of that's going to be useful if House Republicans and Senate Republicans won't use our leverage to force Biden to do something. I realize that's difficult, okay? I get it. But we have to do it. And this is the thing that my colleagues, my Republican colleagues, are mad at me about. I gave a speech last week, or I'm sorry, the week before Thanksgiving, in which I said, name one thing Republicans have gotten accomplished. Now, look, they got mad at me because I told them, of course I know what we've done. We've passed bills. We passed a good HR2 bill. We passed a good defense bill. We passed some appropriations bills that cut spending. But that doesn't matter because the American people don't give a crap about that. What they want are results. Now, I get that it's hard. we still got to get the White House. We have to do things. But we can force change. Democrats want Ukraine funding more than anything in the world. Yeah. Now, look, I don't think we ought to give them another dollar right now. But I would take a deal in which we were able to force change at the border and stop the flow. But we continued some amount of limited, you know, a very transparent funding to give some more money to Ukrainians to shoot Russians. I'd take that deal. we got to force some people on my side of the aisle to be willing to go force that to happen. That's what I'm trying to do. Or hold funding in check on the government when it expires on February 2nd for funding for Homeland Security, hold that in check until we get change. Like, you got to use the leverage points you have, and that's all we have. 
Yes, uh, most definitely. And we've got to do something about this border because this is the real threat. I don't care what Christopher Ray says in his memo about how we need to investigate, you know, traditional Catholics because they're a domestic terror threat. The hell they are. The, the terror threat is at our border and people who we don't know who they are, but we know that they're young men of military age are just skating across unquestioned, unchecked, just allowed to hip, come on in here. That's ridiculous. Well, that's exactly right. And, and look, We've got what you just said, all the danger going on at the border. I mean, how I've been for in Congress for over four years, and I've given speech after speech for two years, three years. I kept talking about the number of people who are gotaways, people who got in here. We don't know who they are, dangerous individuals, people affiliated with terrorist countries, and those numbers were going up. Now we're reaching a critical mass where it is so bad. How many people are just coming in? Now the message has gotten around the world that there's no stopping it. So bad that in Arizona, the videos yesterday that Bill Malugin were playing on Fox, mm-hmm. where you had members, there, you had people that were sitting at the border, they were just laughing at our Border Patrol. They were just cutting holes in the wall, walking through, because they know our guys won't do anything about it. Our poor Border Patrol guys have been rendered useless by this administration, all they do is shuttle people around, move them over to process and release into the United States. It is an absolute you know, dereliction of duty by the president, the yes. vice president, yes. the secretary. But none of that matters if Republicans won't use whatever power we have to hold them accountable. Amen. We've got, we've got Republicans in the Senate that are like, oh, well, Chip, you, you, you understand. you got to understand what's reasonable. Did you see that? Mike Johnson mm-hmm. is doing what some of us are pushing him to do which is tell the Senate, you're going to sign H.R. 2, or you're not even going to be able to mention the word Ukraine. And Senator Langford and a couple of other senators said, oh, that's not realistic. Who does he think he is? We're just going to send over whatever we want to send over to the House. Well, you know what? Those Republican senators are not the Speaker of the House. And they're about to, I hope, Mike Johnson holds the line, and we tell those senators to pound sand. But we've got to do something about it. By the way, Texas has to keep doing more. The legislature, the governor, step up. Don't worry about shoving it down the throats of the feds. Texas is going to have to hold the line. I'm doing everything I know how to do to throw down up here, but we need to keep doing more. One final uh, topic, and we've only got a couple of minutes left here, but new report on Bidenomics out. 401Ks are down 25%. uh, Pension plans are down 12% as a result of Biden inflation. Consumer prices are up 17 to 20%. Gas prices are up 35.5%. Credit card debt is up 40%. Real hourly wages are down 3%. And 60% of workers say that income is not keeping up with inflation. Uh, inflation is caused, as the great uh, uh, Milton Friedman taught us Milton all. It's Friedman, caused, yeah, yeah uh, government government spending, and yet. In the infrastructure bill that came out that uh, that Joe Biden pushed through, seven and a half billion dollars was appropriated by Congress to build electric uh, charging stations for EVs all across this country. Seven and a half billion dollars, and that money, who knows where it's gone? Not one, not one charging station has been built. This is the kind of ridiculous and fiscal irresponsibility you stand against all the time, that you fight all the time. Well, Trey, thank you for that. I mean, but 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 I, I want to try to figure out how to deliver results. And again, I, I gave a floor speech yesterday talking about the existential crises we face. I talked about debt. We have a debt bomb ticking. I talked about the border, what you and I just talked about. But I also talked about energy, energy freedom, energy dominance. 
energy independence for Americans. This administration is at war with that. And they're trying to push all of these mandates. Everybody listening to this show, know this. Your government, by mandate, is going to force every one of your American car companies to manufacture nothing but electric vehicles by 2032 if they put the rule in place they're planning to put in place. We're trying to stop that and force change, but we've got to actually pass legislation to tell them they can't do that. We have a bill on the floor this week to do that. The Senate, of course, won't take it up. So again, we're going to have to find a way to use leverage to stop it. Because if we don't, what happens is the supply chains get started already. Yeah. So like the Toyota manufacturers in San Antonio right there, they tell me that if this rule goes into place this coming spring, they have to start immediately changing their systems so that over the next six to seven years, they can start producing right. EVs at the level the government's about to mandate. Now think about that. Think about what that means. I mean, you're going to make tour. You got to drive across Texas with charging stations. You got to pay $16,000 more for a car because that's how much the EV costs more. Wall Street Journal had a report two days ago about how expensive these EVs are to replace and repair. If you're up north and it's freezing cold, they, it takes an entire battery charge just to dethaw the battery wow. when it's frozen. It's crazy. We've got to try to stop this stuff. We're subsidizing the wealthy. We're subsidizing China. We're undermining our national security. We're undermining our economy. We're driving the American dream out of uh, attainability because we're making it too expensive to live. So I'm going to keep throwing everything I have at it. I'm just going to – it just doesn't matter. Yeah. My colleagues can get mad. You guys sent me up here to fight, and that's what I'm going to keep trying to do. Congressman Chip Roy, as always, thank you, my friend. Good to, good to hear from you this morning. Hey, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Take care, and take care of that voice. Uh, some some great throat coat tree. That'll do it. Back in a minute, Warren Rima coming up, KTSA. This is Dr. Mark Haverkorn of River City.